Peace and Victor, I would love to see you guys. Where are you guys? Can we welcome them? Can we can we give the shout? Can we, you know, welcome and you know let's good evening family? Good evening, everyone. We're excited awesome. to be here. Awesome. Awesome. Okay, so if your video is not on, I can as well just put on my video. So I'm not the one speaking most of the time. Uh, okay. All right, good evening, everybody. I'm excited that we're doing this. Let me just pin your name as well so that um, we can have a great time. Can you just, we're going to have, if you have questions, just drop it in. We're talking about how we started, how they started, where they are now, uh, where are you so that we can, I can highlight you guys. All right. Okay, I'll see you guys. Okay, so let's get started. Can you tell us how long have you been married for? How is it going? What's happening? You know, basically, let's go. Okay, well, so we'll be seven years in May, May 28th. Wow, 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 amazing. And Victor, let me ask, did you remember that? Did you remember that? Of course I do. It's not a problem. Because sometimes some men cannot, cannot remember... It's said that women remember the date and time much more, but thank God you you remember that. That's great. But I mean, no stress at all. Now, I saw this, um, there was a clip I saw about, and, and this has happened over and over, where people say uh, the men should recognize when the women, when the women, um, when women make comments, new edu, they just, you know, painted their nails, wore a new outfit. And what's your take on that? Hello, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you now. Sorry, pardon me. I can hear you now. Okay, so what's your take on that? Is that has, it, has that been the case that you notice everything your wife does, and for you, peace? How? What do you think about that? How realistic and visible is that? Okay, um, anytime she um, maybe have a new hairdo or a new clothes, a new outfit, I'm always excited and I give my compliments always. Come on now, Al peace. Always. What do you have to say about that? Well, it wasn't always the case, but I think it's catching up now. <laughs> Come on now. I know a woman will find a way, Sha. <laughs> right. So I want to ask this question. How did you know that you're the one? How do you know she was the one? And how did you know that is the one? Because you see, there's this thing of the one. And I realize a lot of people are scared to make take a step or scared of jumping right into a marriage relationship because of fear of... Oh, what's to be done? I don't know. I want to make sure it's perfect. So how did you know that she's the one? Was it love at first sight? Was it love after many sights and all of that? So I'll start with you, um, Victor. All right. Okay. Okay. Um, for me, um, before I got married, I think I, I had my list. Come on okay. now. The popular um, list. Yes. I've, I've put God what I want. Uh, I want to marry a medical doctor, a pharmacist. I want yeah. someone who is fair in complexion. I want someone, you know, I have my many lists. So I was going about do praying, but I had my list in my head. And anyone who doesn't fit into the list, for me, it's out of the equation. So I kept praying. And one day God told me, do you want to marry your list or do you want to marry my will? Come and, on. And um, I said, I want to marry your will. Then he asked me to go and bring out the list, which I did. He said, now tear the list. 
and I told the list. And the next thing I heard in my spirit is, I'll give you a wife who you will marry, who you, you can be able to forgive anything. That was the only thing he asked me to write on that list, which I did. And when my wife came up in my spirit, because we met ourselves in, um, in our workplace, honestly, she was opposite of what was in my list. Then I asked God, is it the one? The science I got and the impression I got was her, but there was no love in the first sight, though. So, but over time, when we kept talking, we kept seeing one another. I grew and the love grew. Wow, I love that. I love that. Exactly, Sab Victor 2023. Do you want to marry your list or marry my will? Come on, somebody, somebody, anybody. That is so amazing. Wow, that list, singles, I mean, okay, we'll get there. All right, um, please, can you tell your own side of the story? Did you have your own list as well? Uh, I think I had my list in my head. And I was just praying about it. But, um, look, I think something that happened was I used to, I used to say, I'm not ready to get married. I'm not ready to get married. And something God showed me was that be careful what you say. Cause sometimes mm. the owners of what we say. So, you know, wow. I have to, to get married, but we're just like, I don't want to get married. I don't want to get married. So when I changed that, I started to see like people come along that were, that wanted to marry me. So I kept praying, but it wasn't about the least for me. I wanted to do God's will. That's what it was for me. So I just stayed with God and he kept, um, taking out my, mine was a list of suitors. It wasn't a list of what I wanted. Come so on now. Taking out. <laughs> no. <laughs> so he kept taking out everybody on the list until there were two remaining. So I just thought to myself, play it safe like just play it safe but he kept telling me you either have to play god or you or you just don't want my will it was sort of like what he said to him so i had to eliminate everybody there was something he said to me then he said if i've prepared like two tables um two seats on the table and i want to serve you who you're going to marry and you put somebody on the seat you won't be able to see who i have for you mm. so i had to eliminate wow. everybody and that was when um i met him and when i met him sincerely he didn't fit what i had in my head mm. boy and there was no it wasn't love at first sight i had to pray and say god if it's your will then let the love come and it, mm. and it actually came so that was wow. it for me wow so it's okay to meet somebody so the prerequisite of knowing that the person is the one it's not by the butterflies it's not by you like the person immediately both of you said you grew in love like it wasn't there and you're like god if this is it grow in love is that is that what you're saying Oh, you yes. 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 Yes, That's what it was. Wow. So for anyone listening right now, you can't use butterfly to judge how sweet the marriage would be with this person. All right. So let's talk about the next thing I have on my list. Please get your questions ready. How did you know it was time to get married? For a man, you know, how did you know, you know, there's this thing. And by the way, people say that, is it true, um, um, Victor, when men dance around women or a man is someone says something to me a man knows what he wants is that true do you want to speak into that for people that say that there's this guy i like the girl have you sign language dance body dance you stop to ask questions the brother no quote he's not saying anything what would you say into that kind of situation coming from a perspective of a man 
Um, I would say that uh, it depends. Sometimes men doesn't know don't know what they want. Okay. Mm. okay? Most times they don't know what they want, but we know that we have an innate desire, a need that has to be fulfilled. Mm. For me, um, when it was time to get married, I realized that I was praying for marriage 10 years ago before that time. Wow. And um, not that I was actually set a date that I must marry at this particular time, but when what I was doing started needing someone to support me, someone to help me with it. That was when I became sensitive that I need a wife. Mm. And I started saying, I started, first of all, searching with my eyes, who would this be or who would this not be? Oh, um, yes, and I, I, I would love to be practical here. Um, I have um, three ladies on my list. Mm. One person, my boss's wife, but from America to marry me. She was a medical doctor, a, a PhD holder. <laughs> the, then um, she was like, all oh, these arranging marriage. So she was like, oh, I, this girl is a young girl. She's from your town. She has money. But I went back home that night. I, I, I heard God clearly and that this wasn't the girl. And my heart was beating very fast. And I, I woke up to her and said, Ma, sorry, I won't marry this girl. The second girl, I will travel all the way to Portacourt with an um, engagement ring. Wow. There, in, there in the place where I was with her, I was about to propose, but I found that my, my tongue was stuck. And I could wow. not say anything. I could not say anything. So um, I, needed, I knew that I, I had a need for your wife. So I came back to Lagos, told my disciple, I said, Ma, this is what happened. The only comment, the only sentence he told me is, Victor, go and sleep. That in your sleep, that God will find you. Wow. So that is for me. Wow. Amazing. Amazing. And then you met her. You knew that it was time to get married. So was it because you felt ready? How do you know that it's time to marry? Is it because of you have more money or the kind of lifestyle? How did you know that? Okay, now I found her. We're in love. We're dating. It's great. It's time to marry. How did you get to that point? Because some people can turn into none of the rings. They can be married. They can be dating for ten years and not married. Okay, okay. Like I said, like I said, like I said before. Um, okay, I was working then, but I there was a specific assignment I was doing. You know, this mm. thing that the Bible said that I will give you a help, meet suitable, a suitable mm. helper. Okay, so I I knew that I can no longer continue with this. Then, secondly, um. Um, anytime, anytime people ask me, Victor, how are you? I said, fine. And my boss called me one day. He said, how old are you? I said, I'm 30. He said, um, are you considering getting married very soon? I said, yes, sir. But I will marry at the right time. He asked me, what is the right time? In my head, I don't know the right time, but I knew that it was right for me to marry. Mm. That does it for me. That's it for mm. me. So there's a knowing. Please, what about you? From what you've heard, I think the same thing. Bishop will say that it came to. It's not so for those listening. It's not going to be because of just the perfect job and those things are great. That like, okay, you can take care of yourself. You can. Like Victor was saying, was was working and all of those things. Beyond, there are people that have all the resources yet they are crippled. They don't. Want, they are scared of taking that step. So it's going to be one a knowing, and sometimes you just have to do it after having done all. You pray, you check, you're sure, and just take the step. All right. 
All right, go ahead. Um, peace. How was it for you? Mm, okay, so for me, for me, um, I'll just be practical. For me, there was a restlessness. I just had this restlessness. And I, I would say that the Holy Spirit was spoiling on my parole. So I just knew that he, I was uncomfortable enough to ask God that what is next? Like, what do you want me to do? What do you right. have for me? And it was in the midst of asking that, that, um, I, okay, I did a fast. I did a fast and it was like a 40 day fast, but I was faithful for like 20 days. And then I just, I just really cried out to God. I feel like it was the last day of that fast from my heart. And I was like, God, what, what do you want me to do? What's next? Like, I just need, you know, to know what next you have for me. And that was when a job showed up. So what showed up was a job. It was sort of like um, a mm. story. So it was a job that showed up. It, it was not my husband that showed up. And it was at the job that my husband found me. So I think that wow. um, to, know, to know the time sometimes is really, it, it may sound spiritual, but it's, it's looking at God. And, and just right. asking him, like, what is it that you have me do? It may be a job, it may be a location, it may be whatever. And I, I think that's sort of what happened for Ruth. She was like, well, the God that you serve is the God that I'll go with. And then a job showed up and her husband showed up. So that's sort of what it was Come like on. for me. So you can meet the brother anywhere. For me, what yes. is new church? And brother yes. showed up. Come on now. I love it. Okay, so guys, let's talk about this. So you got married. Well, when you got married, what was like the, was there a deal breaker? Like you got married, like OMG, what's the reality? I think for me, you know, I, what was that thing? We got married and I realized that almost, this is not just, you can just take a decision, do anything you like. Is it, we are together. Is it, okay, I come into this place. I don't like the way it is. I have to pay attention, fix it. It's, it's no longer just me or like, my God, this is life. You get me? And there's a way I like, for instance, I'm very petty with toilets. Like I'm like, no, I don't think petty is the word, but I'm that those kind of people that if I am, I'm I'm, I'm, I kid you not, sometimes I'm on the plane and I go to the toilet and I see the way somebody, I'm so upset. I I kid you, I kid you not, I'm going to clean it. Mother always laugh. I will clean it. I will, you know, put tissues. I'm like, uh, what's the answer? I'm so I'll put clean it in aeroplane or even public toilet, like airports, wherever. I will clean it. And when I leave it, I will clean the seats. I can use my hand to begin to pick. Like I'll, I I see a stain, I want to, you know. So I mean getting married doesn't mean your partner is gonna be that way. So you know, I had to adjust. Oh my god, oh my god. And the same way for him as well. There are things that he also had to adjust. The reality of living together. What was it like for you guys? Um, okay, I will go first. Um, for me, um, I have two deal breakers. What you mentioned about um, I'm a very I'm a very clean and thorough person. Okay, right. Um, um, my mine my mine was so bad. I wanna had wanna had restores those days. If they are eating, I will be using broom to sweep the grains of rice on the floor. Okay, and you cannot walk into my room with your shoes. Okay, mine was bad. Both. But the biggest deal breaker for me was parting with my money. I love it. <laughs> Let's go you know, there. You know, you know, like I said, I, I will be, I will be so practical. I don't know what God wants to do. Um, uh, I w was parting with my money. I when I started when I started working two thousand nine, I wanted to grow so robust financially, and I was being paid salary. 
Then I was doing other runs, okay, that was giving me even 10 times more than my salary was giving me then. So getting married, knowing that, man, I'm in this all together, okay, uh, from traditional marriage to the wedding to everything. I, I was, money was leaving my account. Money was leaving my account. And I fear set in. At that point, I was like, am I going to, is it how I'm going to live my life? So the money is no longer mine, but now I am, spending, I am spending for another person. So for me, it was a fear, a fear thing. It was a mm. fear thing. It was a fear thing. Mm, mm, mm. I'll come to how you overcame it. Oh, please, let's hear you. What was your own... What was it? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so for me, it was my sleep. Like, um, when I'm sleeping, you do, uh, if you drop a pin, I'll wake up. Like, if you come into the room and you don't even make a noise, like, I'll just come wake on. up. I like my space. <laughs> so I really like That's my space. Awesome. And my husband, my husband would just come inside the room and Shut. act like, 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 it's when I'm sleeping, he wants to clean everywhere. He'll just make all sorts of sounds and noise. I remember waking up one day and just saying that, is this real? Like, is this real? <laughs> like, is this what I'm going to face for the rest of my life? So, I think that was a deal breaker for me. Then, um, the second deal breaker. Was there another deal breaker? I think that was, I think that was it for me. So, oh, yes, so, yes, there was another deal breaker. It was the way my husband right. used to talk. My husband used to talk like a military man. Yeah. He would just be like, and I was used to a place where I'll just be talked to a certain way. We love. They'll pet you, rub your cheek. They'll pet me. They'll, <laughs> they'll treat me like a princess. And my husband will just be like, oh, please go there and get that thing for me. Go there and do that. I was just like, is this real? I think that was, that was the second one. Oh, I love so. it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a soft girl, please. I remember one time, I think we're dating. No, Bishop, I don't know if Bishop remember this. So, it's funny how, like, I don't know about you guys. I don't know if you guys have noticed that you are changing. Do you guys notice that sometimes what you thought was your love language, you have changed and all of that? Yeah, it's always like one man forever, my dear. One man forever. We're going to get there. And I remember one day when and I went to do Mushi, my sister just looked at me like, What's going on in public? But things have changed. Now, my one is like both of us, we keep changing. So, I mean, that day, I'm like, oh my God. It, it wasn't rude, but I was just shocked. Like, Bishop is very discreet. I mean, he's a lot, he's a lot chilled right now. Like, they're like, what? 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 What, what, what are you doing? <laughs> you know, so I can imagine you come in and you just want to be told, oh, baby, how are you doing? I remember I wanted a man that would, and, and I was happy that I could sing. But honestly, if you want to date a man, because he can sing, let me just break it down. I pray he's able to sing for you because sometimes it might not just be singing, right? It might just be, I might have to rest. It's only when he sings to his Lord in the bathroom. So Bishop will just be, you know, I'm like, I want a man that would just, you know, just send me texts in the morning and be like, oh, baby, I just thought about you now. And the sun just rubbed my cheek and all of those things. <laughs> and then, oh, my man, I'm like, ah. I was looking at this guy. If Papa is not doing those, oh baby, alpha, alpha, how you doing? Alpha, how you doing? Alpha. You know, and later <laughs> on, <laughs> you know, later on is that we're gisting. If he's talking, but of course, when he's speaking to me, someone we can get into that. But was not the, I want to just take initiative. I can't breathe. I just woke up right now. The sun sets. My dear, I now had to uh, realize. I can't that money. <laughs> <That's> money. <laughs> 
Then I realized that I had to, I, I was willing to give up. It was just a fantasy, right? And what was most important to me? Did I have what was most important? I wasn't going to trade. One of my best yeah. lines, Bishop said last year, has never left me, never trade the most have for the nice to have or good to have. Mm. <laughs> what is the essence of, oh, yeah, my dream in the night? I mean, somebody sent me a message that became a song, but didn't stop the person from cheating on me. So what, mm. what is the essence of that? You know? So, I mean, deal breaker going on. So, Victor, talk about... Um, <laughs> My face your friends. Victor, I know we're going to do part two of this. Honestly, we can't rush this because you guys have such an amazing story, but I'll try and cap capture the ones I can. Victor, talk about how did you get over the deal breaker of money? Hmm. Wow. That deal breaker of money was, was a big one for me. Come on. And honestly, um, it was not my wife that made me to overcome it, but God helped me. There was a scripture God gave me. I think it's in Malachi chapter 2. I'm not so sure the verse now. Um, I think in verse yeah, 14, 15, thereabouts. When he said that your wife, that both you and your wife are partners. That, and that's, mm -hmm. that's message, message version. Joint heads to the promise mm -hmm. I have for you. Mm -hmm. And, you know, sometimes I will read my scripture. I will say, okay, it does not affect this. But God thought that and I told me that it affects everything about your life. Your money inclusive. So mm. I called my wife that night. If that was before we got married, though, I think I thought before I went there, right? I called my wife that night. I laid bay all my accounts to her. Wow. I, I, I told her, this is what I have. This is how much I earn. This is the businesses that I do. Whoa. This is how many companies I have registered. And that what God is saying to me is that I will make you a partner, a signatory to all the accounts. Oh, so for me, for and me, was that easy doing? Was it easy for you to do? It was not easy at all. So I it was you God. obeying God, not because you, you was you didn't do it because you felt like doing it or you understood it. You did it because you wanted to obey God. Because I wanted to obey God, and I bled doing it. I was, I was. In fact, I wow. The bleed, the bleeding I had that night because I, I had so much love when it comes to making money. Okay, I knew I knew what to do. I knew calls to make. I knew businesses to strike for money to come. So when it's coming, and I am no longer the monopoly, I'm no longer in control of that money. It was a big deal for me. Uh, let me wow. say something, Mark. There's, there's, um, so I didn't know that he had this deal breaker when we were getting married, but there was something that God did for me. And it was mm. that literally trained me to be a wife before I even understood what he was doing. You know, sometimes we're waiting for my wife when we get married. But he literally trained me. So there was something I was doing and I didn't understand it till I re realized that he had this fear. So I'll literally call him because he was open about his account and I'll be like, okay, um, how do you want to make progress with these? Are there investments you want to make? Is there something you want to do? And then he had this thing where... Um, he used to do some kind of businesses. They were not, they were not bad, but they were not, they were lawful, but they were not expedient. Let me just put it that way. And I'll just right. put him and be like, let's clean this up. Let's clean this up. And he'll just be like, babe, I've been making this money since before you came. What is wrong with you? And when I started to show him scriptures and so many things, he actually did. And he started to trust me. And I think it was also uh. the fact that he could trust how I thought about his money that made him. I remember the day that he told one of his uncles um, in, in one of the banks that I'm making my wife a signatory. So he was like, 
he was like, I need to talk to you. That are you alone? He was like, No, I'm with my wife. He's like, Okay, I hope oh. she can hear me. But do you trust this woman that you're um, making a signatory to all your accounts? And he said, Yes, I do. And the man was like, I hope you know what you're doing. So I think it was the fact wow. that he could trust me besides wow. the instruction that helped, yes. Yeah, I, I love it. Victor, do you want to speak to single people here? Now, talking about, you said the way she thought about your money. You know, and this is real because I kid you not, guys. I, I'll tell Bishop that I don't even know how you did it. That time I transitioned. I'm like, whoa, man. It's, I feel like we need to understand women, men, because it can be any which way. We, don't, we need to understand the concept of money. Um, yes, it's our money, but are there things that is important you need to know? I know that the man that asked that question was coming from maybe a place of experience because you have heard of women that <laughs> they made you signature. You don't want it to make someone's signature, meaning whatever they sign, you know, so be it. You know, and for some people, it's been deal breakers. I cannot be real with you. One of the things that affect marriages, break marriages, is finance. It's finance. If you cannot talk about it, if you cannot agree, see eye to eye, and all of those things. So, um, so sir, do you want to speak about what, if you're to encourage single people, male, female, about money, and trusting each other with money? Can you go into that? Uh, what I will say to that effect is, um, God knows the capacity of every man. Mm. What we say is our money is our money. It's not actually our money. It's God's money. Come on. So when God is prompting a man or a woman to go into marriage, God does not leave him or her empty-handed. Mm. So whatsoever, or when that time comes, God will make every grace abound, including finances. Mm. What we... What we experienced was immediately um, I came to this understanding with my wife. I will tell you the truth. Our finances skyrocketed. Wow. Okay. And um, so, so the, 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 the secret there is God is watching if a man will be faithful with what he has given him. If a man is faithful, God does not have any issue to multiply that thing that he has given you, that you call your money. Okay, so if, for instance, if I if I if you're doing a, if I'm doing a business that is giving me, for instance, maybe a millionaire every month, and God knows that our expenses for a month could be overly very high. Okay, He will increase the capacity to make that income overflow beyond that one million. Mm. So what God is looking at is the unity in the man's heart, not because I have wow. said it, but deep down in my heart. Do I agree that this woman is actually my signatory? Because when I made her signatory, I the signatory I made was either of us to sign. Not to sign. Oh, not even A or A B. No, no, no. No, 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 no. It's Ada. So she can sign wow. it off. She can sign it off without my without my knowledge, without my knowledge. Okay. So but but every young man, every young man, my advice to you is when it is God, you will not run dry. When it wow. is God, he will keep multiplying it. So that's that's what I will have to say, man. Wow, that's so good. Peace, what do you want to say to women? You have an, an issue of money. And um, if you are dating somebody, what will you be your advice as regards finance? Okay, what I would say is don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. As long as you're with God, don't be afraid. So when my husband asked me to marry him, I said yes before I knew how much was in his account. 
And I remember mm. calling one of my girlfriends and she was like, are you crazy? How can you not know how much is in his account? And he said, yes. That was when I was like, wait, dude, it's like something is really up with me. And then I went and asked him like, sir, please, how do you, do you have money for our wedding? Because he actually did not look like he could afford a wedding. But I had already made up my mind that if this was God's will for me, no problem. We shall find a way around it. Wait, for me, wait, wait. Hold on. So it didn't look like he had money. even though he No, he didn't, didn't look like he had money. Like there was even this time his car broke down and I just met him. And he had this very rockety car that the roof was almost off that he was using to come like pick me up. And then he kept saying, are you embarrassed? And I'll be like, no, I'm not embarrassed. <laughs> So I didn't wow. know he had money. And then he was staying in this place. One bedroom. He was staying in one bedroom apartment hey. that, that was literally like <laughs> very company related. So he, I was like, is this where I'm going to sleep when we get married? <laughs> so, so I was wow. trusting God more than I was trusting the money that he has. And that's why sometimes I, you, I look at my story and I'm like, this thing we say these days that uh, he must have a certain amount. These things, but it was is that money can go wings and fly away and it will just be gone so we need to get married for more than just the money so for me i would say don't be afraid trust god i'm not saying don't marry a man that don't have something he had something but then i'm saying let god be the most important person then secondly i'll also say that like he said god knows i'll take care of you ahead of time so i remember when i had a miscarriage and i was really afraid and i had to quit my job and everything like he said, I had to go to God and say, God, I don't have anything that I can give to this man. So can you give me wisdom for what he does so that we can both multiply together? And oh. I think that was something that really helped us because I'll literally advise my husband on the business he was doing. And he would, he would be like, babe, I can't put in this much money in this investment. And I'll be like, do it. And he would do it. And we'll, like what we'll get back was like, it was crazy. So I know that God can take care of you. Like God can take care of you. Wow. I think what matters most is doing the will of God, really, when it comes to marriage. Yes. Wow. So we're going to go to the challenges now. You want to say something, Victor? Um, okay, sorry. Uh, okay, another one. Okay, okay. All right. I love what you said, peace. And it's the fact that trust in God much more than trust in trusting what he has because he can fly wings and disappear. And then the other thing you said about how um, you're asking for women here yeah, that your value is in what you earn, what you can earn, and you're not paying attention to the values that are eternal that a man will sack. Now, Peter, can I ask you something? What are the things that money cannot buy that you will not trade for anything in your wife? Can you just give us more? Okay, um, just, uh, if you if you check out, I think it's Proverbs 19, verse 14. I'm not sure the verse. Proverbs mm. 19 verse 14 that says um, houses and, and uh, riches are given by the fathers but a godly wife is a pure gift from God mm. okay I think 19 verse I'm not so sure of the verse for me um, I, like, I cannot use money to buy the gift I'm enjoying in my home today which is my wife she's a, she's a bundle of joy she's you know, like, you know when I said that God told me a woman that you can forgive other things. That another thing he said, I will give you a wife who will go through the thick and tiny of life with you. I did not understand mm. it when he said mm. it. Please go into I did that. Not, I did not understand it when he said it because I was uh, what 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 can God go with me that I can I can't possibly handle. But it it became so so fearful when I was started praying one kind of prayer 2019. 
and we started saying, God, we want, we want to do your will. We want to let our marriage be your will. Well, we want to we want to live in your will. And one day, God woke me up and asked us, are you sure that you want to do, you understand what you are praying? And we said, yes. You know, that's zeal without, I, I would say zeal without knowledge, but zeal without complete knowledge, what the will mm. of God is. And one day, God woke me up in the middle of the night. He said, Victor, I am going to take you through a process. And in that process, sorry, I, 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 I'm not sounding religious now. I'm no, not sounding religious. I'm not sorry, sounding religious. Don't apologize so, for go ahead. Yeah. Okay. Uh, he, said, I'm, he said, I'm going to take you through a process. In that process, I will test you with poverty. And mm. in my testing you with poverty, you are, you are, I have given you what you. Okay, okay, he said I will take you to I will take you to a land, a promise. So we started praying, oh, is it Canada? Is it UK? Is it America? And he said that I will I will I will test you with with poverty with poverty, but that my grace has been given to you because in your wife you will find a companion through whom you will go through the process. I never understood what God was saying until I came to this point where I am. So um for me it's it's it's, it's a big deal. Wow. For those that are wondering what is the point, let me just give you a little preview of what it is. Imagine going from a place of more than enough to a place of just enough, not enough, sometimes enough, and almost like a break-in. And one of the, I can't wait for when we'll have Victor back to share his testimony of freedom about uh, from wealth, about how God dealt with him, about the fear. That thing he said about deal breaker, it was not a joke. I said my money. It was a case of I know how to make money. I have done yeah. what I want to do. I make my decisions about money. I'm not married. Somebody's telling me I perceive, I see, I do, you know. And all of a sudden, God is taking you through a process where you can see, you know, um, some things. One of the things that happened, I think I retreat. He said something, he shared something about how you do understand when you're asking questions that do you want to speak it about how you were you you are seeing the mistakes you made, and you're like, God, thank you, Jesus. So imagine you go and marry. Superu and it's just oh, just for the year now. So I tell people you can never really prepare enough for what <laughs> life can show at you if you, you don't. Yeah, what's <laughs> okay, sorry. What's <laughs> <laughs> I know say you Peru para. I can't. I can't wait to Oluwale. So what I mean is that you might you, you just find someone that is just woke this age. And it's not, not someone that doesn't have the same value. Now, if you're born again, it's the same Christian value. Not that pressure is coming out, it's suggesting let's really go and see Baba on the tree that will give us three, two tribal mark and powder to leak in the night. But someone that can stand up because, guys, it has not been easy. Do you want to talk about that? I know we'll jump into that. Do you want to speak into that? How uh, peace? He said, he said I should speak in go truth. Ahead, yes. Yes. Okay, so so um God made us a promise and said, I'll take you to a land. And like you said, we did a lot of holding our money. So we wanted to go to Canada and we had all the trust, uh, sorry, not trust from proof of funds. Yeah. And, and he just you. held on to it for like two years and still God was making provision on the side because like sometimes we spend our head just like, where are all, where is all this money coming from? We couldn't keep track of how much we had. But then as God said, I was taking into a land. We got the instruction to res resign our jobs. We did not ask timing though, but we just went at it, resigned our job, both at the same time, opened a business in a choice place in Lagos, um, oh, opened another business, bought land, did so many investments. 
And then everything just started to, it was like we had opened the well and everything just started to go in mm -hmm. at the same time. And as everything went at the same time, I, I remember this, there was this particular one that was amazing where my husband, this thing said about money, where he was just thinking, oh, I need to make more money. I need to save myself as these things are happening. Because literally, as these things, it's easy to say God said this until you start going through the process. So you can forget <laughs> oh. what God said. Like you literally, it will go off your head what God said. And then um, I remember that day, he had gotten this call to multiply his money. It was a job. It looked legit, but he didn't tell me. And then I remember God said to me while I was cleaning the fridge and God said, give me, I had a restlessness. So I went into prayer and I said, God, what are you saying? And God said, he gave me a scripture about wanting money, more money, acquiring mm. more money for yourself. Mm. And before I came out, my husband was like, babe, I just got duped. I'm like, how much? It's like almost a million. Like that money just went boom. So we had all these losses and we've had to go from um, abounding to abasing. You know, I think that's yeah, what it yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. And it, it's in the in this process that he said to me one day, he said, like, I'm really grateful for you. Do you want to talk about that, please? <laughs> so he said, like, I'm really grateful for you. I don't know what I would have done oh, if it wasn't you going through this with me. Because in the midst of this, I think it's just God giving me that strength where I'm able to encourage, able to love, do my own tears, be strong for him and everything else, and be strong as a family. So I think that. These are things that are unforeseen. There are things that if we make if we make a decision for marriage based on what we can see, which the world is making look normal for the church now, that oh he has money, oh this will happen. How about when you get tested on things that you cannot see? The things that you never planned. And maybe that's even part of the journey. Or maybe, the, you know, it's just the Joseph thing where uh, what the enemy intended for evil. Like, if the person does not have the stamina based on their routine in Christ to navigate it with you, it can become a problem. So, I think that, wow. yeah. So, today, I think wow. he was saying to me, was it today or yesterday, that for me, like, he just thinks that I'm that woman that God sent to him. And I'm like, okay. Oh. <laughs> okay. Uh, I want wow. to add something. I want to add, oh, I want to add something. I want to add something here, project or something. You know, sometimes we pray, God bless me, God bless me, God bless me. Yes, God will bless us, but not all blessings are from God. Mm. I want to be, I want to be, I think that is, if I would say, there should be a spiritual decipher when it is from God and when it's not from God. Mm. I, was, I was praying, God bless me, God bless me one day. And all from the blues, one doctor called me to supply an abortion drug to his clinic. And that abortion drug will give me, what is, what is six million I got about? I, I, I think the profit was about six million plus. And I told my wife, I say, hey, this doctor, and then we are, we are on a fast, that this doctor is asking me for an abor abortion drug. And I know what an yeah. abortion drug is used for. We even pray for a child. Okay, 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 okay we we'll pray, we'll, we'll pray for a child then. And, Wow. My, heart was, my heart was panting. My heart was, my heart was panting. I, I remember going to go, you know, when you are in need and you go to God to pray for, for blessings, most times your, your desire would be cloud. You are hearing God. Come on! So I knew that at that point, uh, and my heart would be telling me is God that is bringing it. Take it, take it, take it. Stand up and go. But because of series of, experiences and trainings i've had with god i told that doctor hold on i will get back to you 
I gave him a week. And after one week, that desire to get that money died off. Uh. And I knew that it was not from God. So I called him and I said, hey, I'm sorry, sir. I cannot provide you with this. So why, what, 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 I'm, so what I'm sharing this story is for younger ones who are yet to get married or anyone who wants to get married. Yes, finances are good. Finances help make marriage to, to look so beautiful, so easy. Soft life is there. It makes you look, you know, hey, you know I, I love you. I'm going to take you to Tokyo. You go to Dubai. Whatever. It's very good. It's very good. But let the root of that, of that blessing be in Christ. Wow. Wow. I need to bring you guys back, man. So much to say. Did you guys come to say loud that soft life, soft life? Yeah, someone said, all I mean is a couple with strong foundation in God. It's so clear in every example and experience that they share. Is how they keep mentioning God as a forefront in every decision. How so it means that you guys both had tell, tell us about your spiritual journey. Both of you had um what is the importance of marrying someone that can hear God? And it's funny, you I know they went to Dubai one time. We're not going to Dubai to stay in your house and not being able to. I mean, it's been a journey to move from that level to the level where you can begin to see yourself as the value. So if you marry somebody that there is not the value, that's not valuable to you, when all the shock absorber that you have used to, to cover or to define value is taken away, what happens is you begin to irritate yourself and you can't you can't stand it anymore. All right, so Victor, let's talk about. Victor and peace, what is the importance of marrying someone that hears God? Not trying to marry someone that is trying to be godly because of you or, oh, I love Jesus, but they don't hear God. You know, we are at different level. What's the importance of marrying someone that you have the same value, they hear God, and you are at almost the same, you know, level of bumper to bumper with God? Hearing God, hearing God, I would say it's, um, it should be an indispensable tool in every marriage. Um, to hear God is like to have a compass in the middle of the sea. Marriage brings about so many uncertainties. Mm. It brings about so many ups and downs. And there are downs and ups that you will go through. Your money that you claim that you have can never be a solution to it. Mm. Family can never be a solution to it. But if if, if you have the habit of hearing God, you know, you will go back to your place of prayer, your altar life, and you say, God, but you said this to me. How come I am not seeing this? So, 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 so did. You said that I will be this. How mm. come I'm not hearing this? And I, for me, um, I don't know. It has been a journey. It has, it has, been, a, it has been a journey from... Okay, maybe I, I, sh I, should, I should give a, back, a, a backdrop story. Do I? In my university years, I was running away from God. I knew that God's hand was upon my life, but I was running away. I was running away. Okay? And my running away drove me to um, enter a court, you know, in trying to find a purpose. But still in there, there was no satisfaction. Okay, it was when I, I, I never attended any fellowship in university. No, no fellowship for once, for once, none. But when I came out of a youth service and I was working, I did not know how God, honestly, I cannot explain it till tomorrow, how God routed my route 
Toboku Bilakani Discipleship Program. And for many, wow. many, many years, my life was sat upon. It was like bringing out the debris, the, 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 the dirty things that were in my life. You know, God had a way of removing all those excesses. And, and I, I'm, still a, I'm, still a, I'm still in process. I'm still a jar that God is still making. I'm not perfect, but I knew. And I know there's a knowing in me that God is taking me on a journey. Mm. So uh, hearing God is indispensable. And mm. and if you can't if you're not hearing God in other matters, hearing God in your marriage or who to marry might be difficult. So because good. if you are not hearing God before you want to get married, um, we may need to check. It might be your heart that you are hearing. So that's why we are taught to start hearing God early enough, early enough in trivial matters and things that do not matter until it comes to what matters like marriage. Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you so much. All right, peace. Do you want to go into that? What will you say to single sisters, brothers about this is so good. By the way, I love how you put your, you think that we have recorded as I love the way you're just going into it. So some of you, I think you have a terrible past. So see brother Victor. See, brother Victor. I mean, like, like what he said, God threw you in the deep end. I mean, from no fellowship to Boko to brother Billy, like, wow. <laughs> wow. That's so good. All right. All right. Over to you, peace. Okay. So I just want to say that, I just want to say that hearing God is so important. And I think for me, um, it happened in school while I was in school, and I will always hear um, Bishop David could just talk about how he used to hear God and I literally just took that for myself and started to practice having like an aggressive relationship with the Holy Spirit maybe not aggressive but what I mean is I pursued I pursued him like with everything that I had so I had that relationship before I got married but there's something I want to say about that just because we still have struggles don't mean that we cannot hear God because sometimes the enemy will try to Come cheat on. us and say, oh, you just sinned, oh, you just did this, so you just did that, you're not even up to this level, so why do you think you can hear God? While I was single, I also ran away from God and I did many, many things that I shouldn't have done, but I remember that there was this time I came back and I sat on the floor and just cried out to God and he said something to me, he said, and, and it's funny because despite the fact that I was doing these things, I'll come back and I'll actually hear God, like clearly. Mm. And then he said to me, he said, no matter what you do, make sure that you keep coming back here. Mm. Like, make mm. sure that you keep coming back because mm. it's my presence that will take away all these things you don't want. Mm. So why I'm saying this is what has helped us in our marriage is hearing God, but it's not perfect the way sounds mm. there are students mm. where my husband it feels like he's not hearing mm. and i don't i've learned not to go saying you're not hearing god you're not hearing god i've learned to say god what are you saying and just partner with him there are students where me too i remember when um we were trying to have our baby and then i became afraid that is the miscarriage going to happen again and i was crying and my husband you know he was all hearing god in that season and saying you cannot be afraid. You cannot be afraid. You're going to have this baby and everything. So we've had seasons where sometimes our hearing was clouded by different things. But the Bible says that like, when one is warm, the other will keep... When one is cold, the other will keep the other warm. I think it's 
it's also important um, doing marriage with God. When God knows that he's allowed in the marriage, like 100%, like mm. he comes with everything mm. and he'll make sure that there have been times where we were not even as faithful in our prayer life, even though we tried to make an effort when we can and allow the Holy Spirit to help us. But I think that he keeps making sure that we are helped because we are wow. open despite the weaknesses, yes. Wow. Let's talk about the struggles. Let's talk about the struggles you guys had. Uh, no, we haven't. We're still, let us say that we can't rush this thing. We're going to have you guys back. I love the fact that you guys said something. I love how you're balancing this. That so some people think that because um, you just sing, you can't hear God. You just this. And I love what you said that God said, keep coming here. Keep mm. coming here. Keep coming here. All right. So let's talk about the struggles. I remember one time you tell me about how you're trying to tell your husband, I say, don't worry, don't tell me about it. I really want to go into that. Let's talk about getting married or coming to marriage, but you had struggles. Talk about the struggles. Mm -hmm. I understand with you, please. Okay, so when I came into marriage, like I said, uh, I was God is faithful and he will still give you the man he has planned for you mm. sincerely, even in your imperfection. Like oh I remember God. that before I met my husband, because the enemy tries to cheat us and say, oh, you're not perfect, just settle. And there's something that God said to me that don't allow fear, don't allow my mates are getting married and all the pressures of society make the decision for you. Like, let me be the one to make decision for you. So that's mm -hmm. why my imperfection, I kept asking him to help me. So on meeting my husband, I was still... I was still back and forth and, and I carried that back and forth into my, my marriage. Mm. But you see this love of God. I felt like God loved, I believed that he loved me so much that sin was not enough to separate me from him. Even mm. though I pressed to come out of it. I wish I made more effort, but what I'm just saying is I carried things like masturbation and pornography into my marriage. Mm. And oh, I just want to say that. <laughs> How long was it? It was over How 20 bad? years. Oh, oh. oh, how bad? It was over 20 years and it was bad, bad, bad. Like it wow. was, it was like drug. Like mm. I was, I, I can just say that it's, it was like drug. You know how people cannot stay away from drug. And I remember that. Sorry, sorry to cut you, Danny. Okay. For those, let's quickly say this. Listen, guys, she, they've been talking about God said, God said, and the Lord told me when I was single, the Lord told me. So you are hearing that even in the midst of that, they had their struggles and they were navigating with God. Please go ahead. Okay. So marriage is not the cure to masturbation and pornography. Cause mm. I remember thinking that when I get Come married, on. it will stop, but it's not, it's, it's, it's a spirit that only the spirit of God can tame. Only Jesus can tame. And I remember that when I got married, my husband would be like, Sometimes we look back now at the things we used to do and we know it could have only been good because mm. we're not we're not that I don't know how to explain it. But I don't want to leave the house and it will be like set the house on fire and I'll just roll my eyes behind him like <laughs> set the house on fire if only you know what I'm doing. Mm. And he will call me at the exact time I'm about to open my phone and do things. It was like it was timed. And I know wow. again that that was God. So it was hard for me to keep going in my struggle. So there was something that we did when we got married and we told ourselves that we cannot have secrets. Mm. So we used to do this thing called confession time. I will tell ourselves that God is with us. He's present, that we cannot lie to each other. That is there something I need to know? Is there something, you know, just something we need to know? And we'll confess what it is that we need to know. 
So one day I could not keep it anymore. And I told him, because he had this message that I brought home from Brobilia and the message kept saying, seeing tribes in secrecy. He said, seeing tribes in secrecy. And I was like, God, what have I done again? So I told my husband that this is what I'm struggling with. And he, he started to, he didn't, he didn't shout. He didn't judge because those things make people, you know, just shrink back. But he didn't shout. He didn't judge. He'll pray with me. He'll talk to me about my what in Christ. Well, he shouted one time when I kept coming back to do accountability. Mm. But like he shouted and told me that I couldn't, but I was struggling. And it was in my marriage that God delivered me from that struggle. Yes. Wow. wow. You want to say something? I wanted to ask you a question. You see, um, so that's how he said to him, was this the first time he was here? And before you got married, did you tell him you were struggling? Oh, no, I never told him. I never told him I was struggling. And, and I... I know that I wanted to, but I never really thought it was an issue because I thought the marriage would just end it and I'll be okay. It was when I got into the wow. marriage, I realized that, oh, the marriage is not mm. enough cure for masturbation. In fact, the marriage made it worse. <laughs> so that wow. was really, that was really the case for me. So I didn't tell Victor, him. Victor, how did you deal with that? And because I remember you were, you were like, oh, forget it. How did you deal with that? First of all, I would say that, um, a man who is seeking to be a husband should understand his responsibility as Come a on. husband. Okay. Um, you know, Ephesians chapter five, I don't know the verse. I'm not good with verses, but there's something <laughs> it says there. It says, um, uh, the husband love your wife as Christ love the church mm. and wash her with the water of the world. So if you understand how Christ loves the church <laughs> it means that, that is, <laughs> honestly it means that you can never in your widest imagination try to judge that person Whoa. you can never in your widest imagination try to think that you are better than this person Okay, hmm. because the love of Christ, I think, uh, I think Ephesians chapter 4, verse, um, the last verse, maybe, can you read it for me? Where's my phone? Um, let me read it, please. Okay, Ephesians 4.31. No, let me read, don't worry. Ephesians 4.31, I will read TPT. Um, um, Holy Spirit, help me. Um, TPT. Uh, uh, it, it was talking about let me open it. Just it was talking about the depth of Christ's love. So I've come to this point where I, I know let I'm me read not for you. Let me read it for you. It says, okay, "Lay aside bitter words, temper tantrums, revenge, profanity, and insult, but instead be kind and affectionate towards one another, as God graciously forgiven you, then graciously forgive one another in the depth of God's love." In the depth of God's love. Yes, in the depth of God's love. So if you understand the love of Christ for you as a man, there is nothing that your wife will do to you that you cannot forgive her. That's one. And God told me, say, that your wife is your body. You are her head. So if um, I say that my body is no longer good and I, I start... I start judging my body. I start cutting my body off because of what she has done. Practically, I am doing it to myself indirectly. Mm. Okay. And if I, if tomorrow I say that, oh, I don't like this body, let me take off my head of this body. It, it then means I will no longer exist. 
So it is very important that mm. we, if every month you understand the essence mm. of Christ's love for the church. So because I understood it, judgment was out of the equation, condemnation was out of the equation, but I was seeking ways on how to reconcile her back to God. I was seeking ways on how to bring her back and understand the love that God has for her because when we see God's love, sin naturally leaves us. Wow. Wow. So I love what you guys have said. Hearing God is, regardless of your struggle, you can hear God and then continue to ensure. I remember one time the Lord gave me a word for someone was like, you know what? Um, it, it was like, some people say they are struggling with certain Some people are enjoying it. They're not struggling. All right. So just ensure that you are not going to a place where you say, well, whatever will be, even at that, just keep asking the Lord to help you. All right. It's important. I think you can see now. It's important to marry somebody. I know what they are saying. It's not perfect. Say, I want to I come to peace. How did you navigate that deal breaker of you want him to just talk like, oh, baby? Because to be honest, peace is very, ah, you know, this peace is butty. Oh, baby. Ah. <laughs> how did you navigate that? Or how are you navigating that? Okay, okay, so, um, okay, before I just go into that, I just want to quickly say that this is why I keep talking about marrying God's will. My husband did not look like this man that will forgive me, will navigate even some things that I've not said. He didn't look it, but I think God saw the man that I needed. I, I was probably looking at the man that I wanted, but he was looking oh. at the man that I needed. Because when I met my husband, he was struggling with alcohol. Mm. He was struggling with um, lust. He mm. was struggling with something else. He would lie. Like he would drink and be smelling of, brush my of um, alcohol and <coughs> lie to my face. And alcohol was a deal breaker for me. Mm. So he didn't look like it, but I went in faith because I felt like this was the man God had for me. Because I, I sensed it. But I'll just go into your question and cut that out. Um, how I have dealt with this deal breaker of um talking to me somehow mm -hmm. it has i i i think that it has been god dealing with my heart i had to oh. carry myself to god because i tried to change him i really tried my best i mm. would sit him down and try to tell him how he needs to talk to me i fought about it i cried about it i wondered i thought ahead and i was like so i'm going to live with this man for the rest of my life that will not talk to me softly and just you know, come close and hold my head and He's look into my perfect. eyes and say, oh, baby. But come it wasn't like now. that. <laughs> like, it wasn't like that. But I think that what has helped me is always carrying my heart to God because God has used it to deal with my own heart. There was this thing that happened with his brother. His brother came to the house, like his elder, elder, elder brother, like four people before him. And then he used the same tone that he was using to talk to me, to talk to him. And I remember that before, I would just be like, Happy, don't you think that you should talk in a better, kind way, nicer way? But this, his brother was not moved. He wasn't bothered. He wasn't reacting the way I react. He wasn't advising him. And I think that that made me realize that maybe it was me and so many other things. So I had to start dealing with my heart and always take my heart to God when I feel like maybe, it's, maybe he's rude, maybe he's not loving maybe he's not kind all the ways that i used to interpret it so i think it had a lot to do with my heart but i also noticed that modeling the way that i want him to talk to me has helped because um, rather than just say 
don't talk to me that way. And then most times I will also try to talk the way that he talks rather than having do that to me. I started to talk in love. I started to be gentle. I started to talk in a way that I think that recently he has seen that over and over again, that he now, he now tries to be this man. <laughs> even though, I think I had even given up on it, but then I see how gentle he is. And I'm like, babe, you've changed. Like you've really changed. So I think that's, <laughs> I think that's how I've dealt with it. Letting God deal with my heart. Yes, I love it. I love it because if you are not careful, you will keep projecting. You know, because let's be honest. Well, like I said in the beginning, but one and I, we just said something. About, I'm like, a lot of people are addressing the issue. Oh, it did not seem when I wore the new dress. It's not seem. I said, question is, are you married someone that sees you? It's not about mm. your, your new dress, your new nails. Those are just like like the leaves of a tree. Do you marry mm. someone that is kind? If someone that is kind, it would it would affirm you. Do you marry someone that affirms you? If it's kind of affirm you, so it might not affirm your nails today that you did new nails, but it will affirm something in you. And if you feel like your nails is worthy of affirmation, you can go to him. There's no shame. Oh, babe, do you see this? Yeah. Uh-huh. And you know, <laughs> can't see me and be kind. He can see you. Don't get me wrong. I'm saying that when you say, let a man see me, you are asking for a manifestation of a fruit. He's seeing you. I mean, they probably have seen their wives and say, oh, you're so beautiful. And they're not kind to them. A man yes. can see you and not be kind. So my man that sees you because he's kind. When I say my man, you don't notice my nails, my hair. I, I'm like, wow, that's a lot for somebody to notice. I know that my please correct me if I'm wrong, but having somebody to that's a lot of work. Nobody can overdo that. But you uh-huh. can learn to affirm your wife. So no, for instance, my husband will say, I, I think my husband says I love you more than I do. Bishop can is always giving kisses, pets, I love you, and you know, doing all those things and all of that. And I, I realized that, but I can't say that every time I did, in fact, I'm going to say, ah, babe, do you like my hair? Say, ah, you did new hair. We learn now because <laughs> what is happening is that we are projecting our consciousness on the level of sensation. Yes. Yeah. Mm. That mm. is making you to now. Because, so if I've seen my favorite now talking about, ah, your husband must mm-hmm. see your hair, must see your nail. So, but he's seeing every other thing. He's telling me he loves me. He tells me he's kind. He affirms me. He shocks for me. How will you shock for a body you don't look at? He sees what I look like. He sees, ah, babe, this girl will look good on you. This will look he's, he's a kind person. But then he doesn't necessarily affirm my nails. The air must really be, it must be air. But he loves weeds. My other love weeds. So he can see, you know, so I will now believe that he did not see some things and I negate the fact that he's kind. But I feel like if you marry a man that is kind or a woman that is kind, all these things that you want him to see is just is, is gonna happen. Yes. It's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. So what is happening is that you can yes, marry a man that sees you and that is kind. If a man is kind, he will see you. Because a man sees you or notices some things about you, some features doesn't mean he's kind. Because a man notices some features does not mean he's a kind person. Because he can yes. notice your nails and still land you slap. Yes, he can notice these things uh, and still cheat on you. My and I were having a conversation recently, which is the next question I'm coming to. So the reason why I will not cheat or I'm not is not because of just I love my wife, is that I am in fear of God. Yes. And can I tell you this? People say, Oh my god, one man for the rest of your life, one man the rest of your life. Victor Peace, what do you say about shutting the door to the exes? Because some people also think that I love what you say, peace. Marriage does not cure masturbation, does not cure what is what. 
it's because of conji, meaning that you can't control your sexual um your sexual discipline. That's why you want to marry. Marriage, like I I think that's what you need. Does not stop you from wanting to sleep with another man or woman or see another person like oh my god, this guy is fine. Your wife is beautiful, but guess what? You see a girl with a bigger boobs, bigger back, bigger fairer skin. So please, can we talk about that for a moment? How did you guys shut, or how are you learning to shut the door or deal with things that can, you know, make you step out and all? So let me say this again. Please, you can have both. You can, when I say, I'm not saying you should that is not, but when a man is kind, affirming you will not be a 10 steps approach. But I'm saying that when you just isolate it to, oh, just tell me this, just tell me that. I think that when you, a person, if you, okay, let me say this, always will help me. If, a, if I feel underappreciated and underaffirmed, it's not because you didn't tell me my hair is nice and so there are fundamental issues. If I always have to make this person see me, I, I just pass. I just this. There are fundamental issues. I don't have to be well-dressed for my husband to say, my God, you look beautiful. So it's not about what I wore that make me to, made me to affirm me. What I'm wearing is just an, an answering what I am. That makes him to say, you know what, wow, plus this air, I love it. Plus this shoe, I love it. Plus this, is he interested in you? If he's interested in you, if you catch his, if he sees you, all these other things will add up. But you can, if you just go out for, because I've seen people now say, look for a man that can tell you, oh, you're beautiful. I see your hair. I see your nails. Please don't tell me, see my hair, see my nails. And the part of my life that is important, they are not there to, just make sure you a man that is kind. A man that is kind. A man that is kind that sees you. A man that is kind that sees you will affirm you. And if there are areas that you want to say, ah, babes, I love it when you have air. Because he's a kind man. He will listen. Oh, you like when I say, okay, okay, okay. I can't remember a, a, an example right now. But I've told my, my mother asked me, how do you want me to love you? How do you want me to express love to you in a certain way? <laughs> change that I like it. I will just like it this way. And all. One more thing. There was a thing we were saying last I don't know if Bishop remembers. I was like, baby, just be nice. If you say, see, no, I'm not the Holy Spirit. Tell me. It doesn't make it less romantic because sometimes women want this mystical yes there's a place for being a man being thoughtful you can never take it away men you have to be thoughtful right and not just men even women you have to be thoughtful it's not only men that surprise surprise woman you can surprise too it's both ways so there's a place for being thoughtful but there's a place where you become unreasonable and you expect the man to enter your you I, oh are you i'm okay because you're not okay and he has to ask you 50 times dance do it like a song Great movie with it before you say, Are you okay? You know, you just let you hit the stool before you speak. I don't think, I think some things were adding is just dramatic. Instead of, if you don't have what to say in the memo, we have this in our family. You say, No, babe, I'm not doing, I'm not so good right now, but give me time. I'll process and I'll, I'll discuss with you. Give me time. I, I'm going to, I'm okay. Just give me some moments. Let me, let me. So at least it gives you something as against just. Being quiet, using cold shoulder and cold treatment. All right, let's come back. Peace and Victor. Tell us, how are you to shut the door from the passerby? X6, Abby. Yes, X6 and being faithful. Yeah. Um, this one is for both married and unmarried. Mm, yes, so. And to my and to myself too. Um, I struggle with lust. Um. I struggled with uh, I struggled with it for a long time. Then the particular day I I was talking it over with my wife, I found out that the loss I was struggling with is in my head. 
Mm. It's not real. It's not real. And what was I looking at for? Yeah, I will see a big woman, a woman with a big boobs, with um, what's the other one called? Boob bots. And I will be looking at there and I'm asking myself, hello. And not that I'm looking at it to go and touch it, but I'm looking at it to satisfy the loss that is in me. And it's it's um it's it's even went beyond that. That when I'm making love to my wife, sometimes I will have those fantasies in my head. Mm, so good. Okay. So fantasies in my head. And one day I told my wife, I said, this thing is not right too. And the this the 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 thing that broke it for me was when I was reading them. Um, was it Job? Oh, Job, that he, that said, "I have made covenant with my eye that I will not sin against God." Mm. And dealing with dealing with it with my wife, my wife was my accountability partner. That will be driving. She will sit and say, "Wait, baby, don't look, oh, baby, don't look." Oh. And over time, I stopped looking. And today is a victorious story. Then dealing with X6. Wow. They were coming, they were coming back. They were coming back. They were calling. Some will call and we say, Oh, let's just how are you doing? How are you? But my wife was not comfortable with it on my own part because she has her own part too. Then I found out that why they were still calling was because I was enjoying what I was doing with them in the past mm. in my head. So I needed to to sit down and deal with this. So once I sat down with it, I called my wife, I say, this person is calling because of this social relationship I had with her. This person is calling because of this social relationship I had with her. We started breaking it down and we found out that we cannot thrive in secrecy. So okay? secrecy, secrecy in the sense that I will be lost in over a thing in my heart i have not discussed with my wife and i will not be proud enough to discuss it with her okay mm. but the particular the particular moment i start discussing it with her i found out that they don't hold waters there are mm. nothing they are nothing so those imaginations those um, strongholds in my head started losing out okay that the other, I think was it, it was this year that one of them called Ijoma called and my wife I gave her I gave her the phone and she told her and the girl started being insulted over the phone I said you know what do not worry that every time devil will come to check he will come to check to know mm. if, if you if if you will buy his own goods and let me say this thing finally devil is not so in a haste when he wants to bring down a man. Come on. He can wait for 10 years. He can wait for 15, 20 years. And that man is doing exploit for God. But there might be a loss that was not dealt with in that man. Okay? So at the peak of his, of his life, which of his ministry, you can just see, they will say, ah, that man has fallen. No, he, has, no, he, he did not just fall. There was something that was not dealt with inside of him that that man was enjoying doing over the years. So I start with God. God was like, if I want to, if God, I want you to go far in life, I will sit on your life. And while sitting on your life, I will purge you. You know, the scripture that's coming to my head is Malachi chapter 3, when he said that I will sit on the sons of Levi's and I will purge them with his soap so that they can bring in um, 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 acceptable sacrifices to me. Okay, so devil can wait for 20 years wow. for a man 
and that 20 years that is there, there is lost in that man and that 20 years it will manifest and they will say they no he did not do so um, um that, that's why i say it's for both married and unmarried we have to deal with this and open up the canker worm of secrecy that is in our heads honestly they are achievable they are possible to conquer and they can the way it is possible for us to live above them praise god hallelujah wow i just want to take this moment like oh more men that was so good the devil is patient and that is why you can't get tired of god showing you dysfunction in your life you can't get i know what he said shame it's shame that will make you step back and it starts with even if you might not be married don't 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 be ashamed never cover it up find accountability partner find people you can company him text it say it sing it wow i just i don't take a moment to just just sit down that that is so good wow all right peace let's go to you then i'll take questions okay but um i, I, I just want to quickly say this on what you said last about affirmation i forgot to say that something that helps me is I started to talk to God about the affirmation and many times God will affirm me, but I used to run away from it. Like, uh, I, I was like, since I can't hear God, I might as well hear the affirmations and I can just be dressing up and he'll be like, you're beautiful. So I had to learn to take it since I wasn't, I felt like I wasn't getting it from my husband. Then I, wow. and then the Holy Spirit taught me something. He said, maybe why you don't get affirmations from your husband is because you're you're dressing the way you want, not the way that he wants. So God told me that, okay, do this hair wear these clothes, do like wow. this and like that. And I noticed that as I started to align to that, instead of doing it the way I wanted, he started to say, oh, this is nice because God knows like what your husband likes. So um, to your question, I think that um, about this, this um, excess thing, it, it was when, when we got married, my husband used to have this whole lost thing. And he used to look at women and I think it was also a deep breaker for me because of where I'm coming from and how i had seen infidelity break homes and cause so much pain so i knew that the end result of lost was that he was going to actually come to a place of infidelity because mm. you know all this pornography masturbation that's not the aim of the devil his his aim is to steal kill and destroy these ones are just the babies bible says that um seeing when sin grows up that it has a baby and the name of the baby is death yes. so when we don't break it at the baby stage it becomes bigger so when i saw that he was looking at women and he was saying no oh, big boobs there was one day he came back and said i actually packed to look at one woman like the bumper <laughs> was shaking and i was like what <laughs> but i think that what god started telling me was that you can handle this. That was what he used to tell me, that you can handle it. Because I used to fight him about it. I would shout, I would be angry. The more I did that, the more he denied that it existed because yes. he was afraid of my reaction. But wow. when I started to say, when I, when I started to say, oh, okay, I can handle this. And I started to ask God for grace. When he talks about it, I'll act the way I'm supposed to act. Then I'll go and settle my matter with God. So I'll be loving, I'll be kind. But there's this scripture that helped and it was proverbs 31 before he talked about the woman he talked about the man and he was like don't be don't crave strong drink don't don't um don't be sexually promiscuous that you waste your anointing and if you 
crave strong drink that you're going to um like god has a purpose he wants you to do certain things you will not be able to do those things so it's not that you can't drink but you may not be able to do certain things that he wants you to do so i used to use that scripture to talk to my husband that scripture that talked about how you should not look at um a prostitute go to her door so and we lived we lived on allen we lived at allen and the prostitutes were there like they were always standing and looking my husband would go out in night but i started to tell him something the more i sat and the more i kept talking about the word of god with him i stopped fighting i stopped um striving and just being angry and feeling like it's about me oh he doesn't love me that's why he's looking he doesn't do this when i stopped making it about me i think that's when the healing started to come Mm. so it wasn't like it was easy for me but i learned to deal with the emotions with god and i think that's something that helps so about exes we realized that these things are doors yeah. it was funny that whenever we had a fight exes would just come out of nowhere mm. and call the same day both the ways even day. your own ex even my husband, my own ex, like they were called the same day. So we knew the devil was looking at our marriage like this, that this marriage, you cannot, and we don't, and it's not just our marriage. I'm sure it's same for so many marriages, but they just think, is it not just to look at a woman? Is it not just to do this? Is it not just to do that? So we came to a place where we realized that, see, babe, guard your own door. I'll guard my own door so that there's no access to this marriage. And that was when we started to, for me, I told my ex off, I didn't want to, I think I was being nice about it. Oh, I can't, I'm married. Uh, I told him, I said, if you call this number again, this was going to happen. And I became, <laughs> I, I, I thought I was, I was, I was doing that Peter moment of get deep behind me. <laughs> Come on now. Because I knew it was more. And that was the last time mm. that he called. And for my husband, I think his ex even called recently when we had one small fight like this. And I was thinking I could drag it longer. But the, when I, what I did was I told my husband, I said, I'm going to do the same thing I did to my ex. And he said, oh, go ahead. Like even block her when you're done. And because we went that way, that was when, you know, she stopped calling. So I think it's important to block wow. because we are gates. And, we are, and, and I don't think we're just gates to a marriage. We're literally gates to the kingdom of God being done on earth. And a marriage is what represents, you know, what Christ has done. So the enemy will attack. And when we understand we are gates, we don't take these things for granted. And I think that's really what has helped me, that understanding. Wow. So I'm going to take questions now. Um, we're going to come back. So we need to, take, we need to break down the next time to uh, make after this session. So many times we have touched my, and okay. our hearts are doing boom, boom, boom. But how can we have all this? How do we translate it in one day? So we're going to take it into points and we'll stretch it out. So how many of us are saying yes, bring them back? It's like back to back. This is exciting. Now, let's talk about, let's let's look at this. Somebody asked, can't we be friends with our exes? I think you've answered it. They are gates. What cordiality are you cordially? I mean, with them, I'm not saying, you don't have to be mean. Hello, how are you? It's okay. I keep telling people that, is your ex so? You add a thing. You add a thing with them. It's not like you have your, just your prayer partners. So you can, the, the best you can do is, if I see in public, hello, I, depending on how the relationship went, I still don't think that it's something you want to keep. Bishop has an approach to this. This zone is Wakanda forever. Just washa everybody to your to your tent, O Israel. Because what are you? You are with somebody today. You can't keep look. You can't look back. My papa would say you can't look up and down at the same time. You can't look backwards and forward at the same time. 
what is the essence of comparison? What's the essence of these things? But um, does that mean I see you on the road? I hire you? No. Does that mean I see you in church? I bang? No. But everybody just stay in the places, especially some people, the thing they have with their exes is, 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 is quite deep. All right. Someone said, what prayers can we pray for marriages? Because it's like the, the thing you do, you do. So you guys want to go, what are the prayers you advise people should pray? If you are scared of marriage, all this thing that's like, hey, God, do, am I ready? Oh, he doesn't hear God, do, he hear God, do. But if, if there's anything you've heard from them is that it was a journey. They didn't sound like this when they started. Am I right? It was a journey. So do you want, yes, to, speak, Mom. Do you want to speak into that? Prayers and um, <laughs> prayers and um, if you're afraid of getting married. Okay, okay. Just rather than the question, prayers and if I have to what I would like to that's something that something that came to my heart. I would say let me share it before I answer the question. Um, somebody that the person that asked, um, are we is it comfortable? Um, having your exes as friends. Mm. Um, um, let me put it this oh, why way. Why can't you keep your ex as friend? Let me put it this way. Let me put it this way. Once God start start to help you to see marriage beyond sex, mm. beyond sex. Um, now I mean beyond sex with your partner. That mm. the the purpose of that marriage is bigger than sex with your partner. Um, um, X six or whatever it is called will just automatically go because when you are going, the the, the person that you are calling X now was someone um or was present before before you got married. Mm. So mm. when when the person was present, she she or he was filling a void, but now mm. that you have cutted to marry your partner that void must be replaced to be fulfilled by your own partner. So I will say this in all honesty, whether it be good or be it be bad perspective, those excess must be cut off. Mm. So there, there is no, I don't think there should be because Christ did not model that for us and neither any of the apostles. Then coming to the questions, the kind of prayer we should be praying is prayer of agreement. Mm. As marriage. you prepare for marriage, what, prayer of agreement? Okay, okay, okay. Before you, okay, okay, sorry. I was talking about marriage. Okay, before you, before you get married, the prayer you should be praying is, God, show me what your will is and give me grace to go into mm. it. It's one it's thing to, to know what the will of God is. It's another thing to have the grace to walk into that will. I can say, God, show me your will. I need your will. And God will say, I, give, I will give you my will, but can you be able to handle the heartbeat of God? Okay. Yeah. The will of God, for me, God made me to understand that every child of his, be it a male or female, has a purpose assigned to that person. Okay. So if I am praying to marry one of God's daughters, it means that the purpose that that daughter carries will go inside my own purpose and together it will become a force, a force that will be reckoned with. So mm. I am praying that God, let me not be an um, fire extinguisher to my <laughs> partner's purpose in life. 
Mm. But I am praying that I will be a, a someone that will ignite the fire more than what she or he carries. So for me, it is a prayer thing first. Direct my will, direct my heart. I want to do your will, but give me the grace to go into it. You know, um, this man in the Bible, what's his name? It was he Hosea, the prophet. That God said, go and marry the prostitute. I don't know. I think it's Hosea. I can't remember. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and and when, when, when he went to marry her in a brothel, God was like, bring her home. And she came back home with him, had the first child with him, and she ran away. And God said, go and bring her again. It does not make sense that man, but because that man had grace of God in his life, that was why he kept going to bring her. For three times, she had three sons for him, and God told her, this is the kind of love I have for the people of Israel. So despite God loves us, so we must pray that prayer. Then when we are into the marriage, prayer of unity is is very instrumental. One of the things that the devil fights is, husband and wife holding hands together, even if it's five minutes prayer, he caused divisions in their hearts so that one person will say, I am, I am maintaining my own quiet time. You are maintaining your own quiet time. Yes, there is, yeah, there, is, need, there, is there is need for, for, for personal quiet time and there is need for family quiet time. It is very, very important. Yes, sir. Okay, so when God looks from heaven, what he's seeing is a, a, a oneness in your home, a cord that cannot be broken. So mm-hmm. prayer of unity is very important. Please, do you have anything, babe? Okay, man, should I go ahead? Oh, yes, please. Okay. Okay. Um, okay, so I, I think that I'll just talk um, practically about myself. So, when before because i had a relationship with god before i came i got married so god started to speak to me about something he wanted to do with me more like purpose i didn't know what it was and i'm still getting into what it is but he kept saying that because i had that relationship of always saying asking him what's on his heart what does he want me to do i was just more consumed with pleasing god he used to say there's something I want you to do. There was this time I was praying with somebody, two people. There were two suitors that came to me that I was praying with. And we were praying about getting married, like seriously, two different people, two different locations. And they literally started prophesying and saying, Oh, no, we're not your, I'm not your husband. You have to wait for your husband and this and that. And wow. I was just like, What kind of thing is this? Like, why is God spoiling all my. And why I'm saying that is, it's not because it's me. God has a purpose for each of us. And I think that it's because, like, you know how the every story in the Bible is telling a story about Christ? Well, most stories in the Bible are telling a story about Christ. I think God wants to do something with uh, marriage. He wants to talk about Christ. I think marriage is beyond us. And when we see that it's beyond that, instead of just praying, God, I want this, I want that, I want the other one, we start to pray, God, what's on your heart? What do you want to do with me as regards marriage? Who do you want to send me to? Where is where is the man that you want to bring me to? And what kind of marriage do you have for me? When it becomes about our relationship with God and what he wants to do with our marriage, I think that prayer is very effective. And also anytime that we just find that, you know, certain things around us are pointing towards marriage. Maybe people are saying, won't you get married? Won't you get married? Your mates are getting married. People are putting pressure on you. Sometimes it can also be a sign for us to ask God and say, God, is there something about marriage? Because sometimes it may be not to be, to act like we're under pressure or look like 
we're desperate we water it down even before god but god wants us to be sincere and say okay i actually desire this thing so when it's our desire we can also say god you know what do you have for me i desire to get married because it puts the lonely in families amazing thank you so much for that do you have any other questions for them before we release them this night um the recording um would you also can we get this recording maybe let's see what we can do it will be out latest it'll be out latest by sunday latest by sunday um yeah once we have once we have the recording we can also see how we can just put the link out there and you can download it and all um any other question somebody is asking how do you cut off how is cut off realistic if the person you have to see the person all the time maybe at the same office the same church blah blah and the rest of it can we do this again next Friday? Yes, we are. We are doing this next Friday. So, peace. Okay, but so how do you cut off this? Are we talking about an ex? Yeah, or someone, an ex, yeah. Or maybe someone who's not married. For someone who is not married. Or For someone that's not married, yes. Okay. okay. So, I think it's the same way that we can cut off. And you get to see the person all the time. Yes. It's the same way that we can we can um something about our identity when we move from where we used to be i think bishop was talking about the nation that we used to be in like mm. we get converted and we come to this nation and suddenly certain things about us change and certain people just start to drop off they cannot but cope with certain things so let's even assume that i'm seeing this person every day the conversation is no longer x related it's no longer what mm. we used to share it's probably official and there's a vibe that you give if you really want this person to go, it doesn't have to be rude. It doesn't have to be hostile. But there is a way that you can give up a vibe that says, I don't want you anymore. And they might complain. They may not like it. But when you when they try to ask, the Bible says that when you are asked um, why you follow this faith, that you should consciously say, this is why I'm following the faith. So if you see that, okay, I don't want this person, and you're giving up that vibe that if i if we have to talk let it be about these things that concern work they will ask you why are you doing this it's for us you know just we say okay this is what it's about and i what think if you are still your emotions what if you are if what if the you're still caught up in emotion of of being with the person or breaking up or you have to break up i think it's prayer that this okay. one is prayer why why i say prayer is because the same God that makes it possible for you to love as a person that you meet and you didn't even have love for this person or the same love that comes when you pray for your enemy. I think it's the same way that God can cause you to stop so having good. certain emotions that you shouldn't have. So I think prayer helps. And as you pray about it, be patient with yourself. And I think, you know, with time, it just goes. Prayer helps. Be patient with yourself and with time. Of um um uh, Victor and um, um peace last words Victor um peace sorry my words are peace. What would you say to people that are married or single that oh let's start with married people? How do you support your partner through? Because you guys have talked about supporting yourself through difficulties, weaknesses, good. So it's not just about oh now we're in a season or oh, financial season. Even things that you should be angry as a woman like ah. ah how can you say see the big bomb bomb and everything? But how if you got comfortable sharing deep things with you, how did you get there? How did you handle stress? 
And what will you say to any other woman that is listening or man listening that needs to stand and support their partner in spite of them? It might look like it's selfish. It's, it's selfish, but that is God's love. How do you do that? Okay, so I think that I think Ma, there's something you always say. You always say that we shouldn't pray and then our prayer does not translate into action plans, things right. that we can actually do. And I, I'm saying that because prayer is the key. So for my home, for example, I had to build an altar. I had to I had to understand that this is an office. This is this is this is this is God's business. This is a serious thing. So everything that concerns our home. I take it to God first. I had to learn take it to God first because at the beginning of our marriage, okay, so while we were at our honeymoon, we literally had this good moment where God started to speak to us and, and give us that threefold court scripture and told us that our marriage was going to fail if we don't do it with him. Like we both were talking at the same time and we literally just had that moment. Then when we had that moment, we knew that we could not go without him, but sincerely we forgot. And we started mm. to do marriage our own way and you, and everything was just going crazy. It was just not working out. Mm. So I had to, in a bit, to become that woman because I was like, but God, this is not the woman that I am. Why is marriage? I thought it was my husband. Why is marriage making me like this? And I had to learn to go to God for the tiniest things. Like even if it was just an advice, even if it was just a situation, whatever it was, I'll literally go on my knees first or just spend time with God. And I think that this is what has helped me to navigate, you know, certain things because I don't just pray in tongues and then I come out and I still don't know what to do. As I come out, I'm seeking wisdom. I'm still saying, God, okay, now that you have said this thing, what am I supposed to say? What am I supposed to do? How am I supposed to respond? Okay, now this man, and it doesn't mean my emotions don't get in the way. Sometimes my emotions is saying A, and then I have to say, B, there have been times where I went to my husband and I wanted to be a supportive wife, but my emotions were there. But because I've spent time in prayer, I'll literally sit before him and say what I did not mean to say. And I think this is what happened with Esther. Esther mm. would have just gone to her husband. She literally said, see, my husband has not sent for me in one month. That was what Esther said. She was talking about marriage issue when God was trying to save like a nation. And when she knew that she had to go to this husband, she didn't cost her her head. She didn't think, oh, it's just marriage. Oh, he just loves me and I can just go to him. But she was like, give me three days. Uh, And it was these three days that end her going before the man and he was like, anything. So I think that when we understand that this married thing is deeper and it's about God and that, okay, so look at it we have tiny issues in marriage and it can so become so great that we are just like, ah, but it was this tiny thing that caused it. That's why we cannot be playing, you know, with tiny issues. So I've learned Esther's time was, we didn't have the Holy Spirit the way we have him now. So I think the Holy Spirit gets the timing of um, how fast I need to support my husband, how fast we need to make a decision. And he's on the go like, like that. So I think that's something that has helped me support him. It's not just that, I know what to do, but is that I also have the strength to do it because I know many times mm. it's not me really doing it. So mm. I think that's that's it. I think one of the things we're taking away from this is that, guys, a lot of us, what is your work life with God? Because mm. at the end of the day, it comes down to that. Is it that you have it or not have it? There are emotions, there are things you can feel legitimately. But in, the, in this grand scheme of things, God is looking at you like, I want you to rise. That thing you said, Esther. This is not just about, oh, well, God has not called me. A nation is at stake. And for you, your nation can be your husband. For you, your nation can be your wife. Like, 
yo guys put your get your stuff together is much more than your emotions and your feelings and not because god is not gracious and he will supply you know there's somebody that was speaking to me about um, infidelity in marriage and navigating it and how she came to a point where i like, I, can't, I can't believe it this one does not look like it she said pi god is my sufficient this thing you're saying is not weird mm-hmm. and i think i have to stop apologizing what i want to say i know it myself it is what it is mm-hmm. so, yeah, i go to god about everything he is my sustainer he, he, i told him to help with some emotions so does that god almost lifted some emotions help to manage it i mean she just i, I was just open my mouth that day and seeing how they're navigating it so i just want to say to us that see guys this is the earlier we get serious with our faith, the better for us. Is how you not run mad in, in this life. Is how you'll be able to navigate life. Because even you yourself, I tell you, do something, you yourself, you look at yourself and be like, how can you be like this? Is is God helping not to hate yourself? Is God helping to move past yourself? Is God at the end of the day? Because I will, when they come back again, they will speak. I can't wait for you to hear some testimony about the navi- how they got to navigate, leave a big place to go back to a small place. They still deal with the emotions, but they allow to go out of there. How to learn to ask for help? How to? I mean, how peace? You know how they pray themselves into things. So, guys, it is God. At times, she has said, "She always says, 'Oh, my God, I don't speak,' and I can testify that things are God said, keep your don't say anything. Wait." Wakes with the Holy Spirit. So if you are still navigating a little bit of air, yeah, a little bit of Holy Spirit, a little bit of flesh and emotions, come up either, come up, come up, come up. And one of the ways is this kind of conversation. So you know you're not alone. Make sure I tell myself whatever my emotion is trying to feel, I could I know that it can, that one I'm going the opposite direction. Because God is probably calling me somewhere else, but my emotion is really validating what I'm feeling. And this thing goes even for divine healing. I'm reading books by Kenny again and talking about how. Your emotions is telling you, he said, no, you can't agree. I'm like, hey, now, wow. You know? So what, we're still going to talk about your kids, but not tonight. I mean, that, that, I, I know, I'm, highly, I'm highly favored. I'm blessed. I'm highly favored. Just in me, how do you, not because they don't, they're not, they don't act like kids sometimes. You know, just navigating this with them. We're still going to talk about how you lost your baby and how your husband had to find God, had to tell him that, do you know? I, I mean, amazing story. We celebrate you guys. Victor, what will you say before we leave tonight? I'm sorry. Um, while you were talking about um, nation that was at stake um, for Esther, all right? For Esther. Yes. Holy Spirit just opened my heart for, for men who are in this um, meeting, especially men who are yet to make the decision of a marriage or men who are uh-huh. in the marriage or men who are in the marriage already. Um, what he said to me is uh, many men are praying for a godly woman. They are praying for the right woman. Mm. But them themselves, are they godly? Mm. Are they the right men? That he will not give, um, he will not give, um, what is it called? A Jezebel to a Joseph. Mm. And he, w- he will not give a Neban to a Mary. Come on. So if you are praying for a godly wife, the responsibility or the, the thing that attracts a godly wife is a godly man. So that men should step up into playing games with God. So that's what I heard. And the last word for me, um, maybe an advice to a younger self is pursue with God. 
pursue with God and do life with God, you you will not miss out mm. when you are with God. Um, despite what the peer pressures are, despite what your friends, because if I were if I was following my friends' advices, I would have missed my wife. Okay, mm. pursue with God. That's just the truth. Okay, circle of your friends, social gathering. In fact, this is very painful. This is very painful. But and it's to men. There, there is an extent with which he will go with God. He will cut you off completely from some social gatherings. Mm. I don't. I don't know how. But if you are serious about finding God and working with Him and going far with Him, despite He will place on demands in your life. Praise God. Hallelujah. This is golden. This is amazing. God bless you guys. Now, can I and say something? Yes, just please. one last word. One uh, I just want to say what I talked about before, like going to God with everything and then being a setting where you're supportive to your husband. I just want to say that it's not easy because mm -hmm. if I don't say that part, it will be unfair. So when we try it, I realize the pain and back out. But what I realized is that um, as we die to our flesh, we have to always go back to God's presence because that's where he takes care of all those emotions that are screaming because mm. um, they didn't have expression. So there are times that after talking to him, I am like, what of my voice? What of this? What of that? I didn't get this and I didn't get that. I deal with that like in God's presence and I give him like I'm vulnerable enough to say, God, this is how I feel, but not how I feel, like just pat my back. Because one time he said to me, he said, I can always baby you. I can always rub your back, but you never grow. Like you have to come from a place of comfort to a place where you actually grow. So I think that as you do that with your husband, you have to always go back to his presence to deal with the pain of your flesh. Then um, something else I wanted to say to women is just don't be afraid. What if you're single and you're trying to get married, God will not fail you. Like even when you think that you're not sure what you're doing, he will not fail you. Like he will do it with you if you're committed to doing it with him. Then what I want to say also to married people is that sincerely, it's not a mistake. There's always what we feel like mm. are you sure it's so not a mistake because it's mm. a certain way mm. but it's mm. not a mistake like see god is so it's such a redeemer and a restaurant that let's even assume you made a mistake because the marriage school is not a man-made thing like it literally becomes purified by him if you're willing so don't be afraid that oh my god i don't think i can do this but just trust him and rely on him and walk with him so no fears here wow this has been so amazing. You don't want to miss what we have planned for you on Sunday. Sunday is going to be amazing. Can we celebrate them? I, I like to do this. Um, um, Victor, can you say something beautiful to your wife? And please, can you say something beautiful to your husband? <laughs> oh, I love you, baby. Okay. Um, I couldn't have done life better without you. And... Um, I don't know what I would have done if I'm not in my life. I love with my heart and I strongly believe that God has made me the man I am today and I am still evolving to become a better man for you. So any excess that you are seeing in me, please forgive and know that I would definitely do my best to be the best for you. I love you. Aww. Wow. All right, please <laughs> go ahead. Okay, so um, I'm, I'm thankful that I did not choose anybody else besides Aww. you. Aww. I'm grateful that God decided to love me 
I'll keep to his promise of giving me a man that will reflect his love for me and you. Um, thank you for the man you've become. Like, well, you've always, I've always said you're a good man and you're a kind man, but I'm grateful for how you've become. One of the things I appreciate most about you is that you don't give in to pressure from, you don't change because you're going through a season or not going through a season. You're, wow. you're a strong man, even oh. though you don't know oh. how strong you are. <laughs> I'm grateful that you did not go back or think, oh, my old ways could have been better. Thank so you. I love you. Thank I'm you. sorry about all the times I stressed you. Thank you. <laughs> and I still stress you. you. I'm sorry for all the chores that I don't do. Thank that you, you do. It's fine. <laughs> so I love ah, you. We should go to the chores bag. <laughs> oh, bless you guys. We're going to do this next week. They're going to be back. I'm almost caught in between. Do I bring them on Sunday? That's next week, Sunday or Friday. But we'll see which works best. I want to hear the choice part. I want to hear how they're parented. I want to hear a lot of things. And I want to celebrate all the amazing people we have in Oak Nation that have been a blessing. You guys, and for me, it's out vulnerable. I have to call them. Are you sure you want to talk about this? I mean, is there anything, anything, ma, we are good. God has us to deal with it. And I pray the Lord will strengthen you both in Jesus' name. If it's